Welcome to the Devoted Podcast. We are so grateful to be back in the studio and uh, back with you folks um, again for another awesome time in God's Word and just uh, diving into His truths. And uh, I am your host, Caleb Shaner. Uh, along with me is my co-host and pastor, Pastor Ben Heffernan. How are you doing today, Pastor? Doing great. Thanks, Caleb. Good, good. Um, well, if anything, if your day is like ours, it's it's been a, a nice kind of overcast day, uh, cooler than what it has been all week for us here in eastern Kansas. And so we're just excited to just have a nice, beautiful day to be outside in. Um, so, um, but I guess one, one topic that we're going to talk about is we're going we're gonna to talk about the gospel. And um, just thinking about the, the gospel, but I do want to say something here. Uh, pastor about graduation. I just want to, you know, just get on here and say that it, it, to graduate, mm. it takes a lot of work yes. <laughs> and a lot of dedication. And, um, you know, you, you look forward to it in high school. Can't wait till you graduate and you graduate. And, you know, one thing that at least I did whenever I was in high school I said, once I graduate, I am not going into school anymore. And then I went to Bible college. I'm still doing school for my my job I'm doing now, college, mm-hmm. and so it's it's uh, it's it's not a bad thing, you know. It's always good to keep learning mm-hmm. and to keep growing, and uh, so just want to say, you know, congratulations to those listening that have graduated, um, and you're looking forward to maybe starting a new career. You know, you're looking forward to learning about maybe something else, you know, and 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 expanding your knowledge. Um, but one thing, one thing that is the most important, the most important um, decision or uh, uh, path that you could choose is the path for your spiritual destination. Mm-hmm. Um, your life depends upon it, uh, literally, <laughs> because there is if you uh, there, there's only two places you can go when you die, you know, um, you, you're going to die, and if you if you accept Christ as, as your Savior and into your heart, you're going to go to and live with Him in heaven. And if you don't and you reject Him, you will spend your your uh, your eternal life in hell. And you know it is our plea um, to share the gospel with you so that you don't end up in hell, and so that uh, for the second death, um, as Scripture says. So we're we're uh, we're here today just to share that wonderful, awesome gift. And hopefully, if you don't know 100% sure that when you die, you're going to go to heaven, uh, we're, we're here um, today to, to, to share that with you today. Um, and hopefully, if you don't know him, maybe you have some doubts uh, about your salvation. Hopefully today that this clarifies a few things, um, that God's word, uh, it, it never goes void. And so in saying that, um, so I guess I got some questions here that I'll start off with. What do you think it takes to have a relationship with God and to live with him forever hmm. in heaven? Yeah, that's a great question. That's uh, the, the key to, to understand. We look around outside and we see somebody made all this. There is a God. He is the creator. And the greatest reality of the work for our lives and life itself is built into the very concept of 
having a relationship with this God. And if he did not reveal himself to us, we would not uh, be able to know him. But he has spoken to us and he's done that through his son. I think a lot of people believe that if I'm going to have a relationship with God, then I've got to keep all of his commandments and do what he says and, and those aspects. And because they put the their their understanding of a relationship with God is limited to the things that they have to do. They don't believe that you can have assurance in your heart that you truly are saved. In fact, most of the time, if I ask someone if they're 100% sure that they're saved, that their sins are forgiven, most people that I talk to on a weekly basis will say, well, I hope so. And uh, they have a, a little bit of a positive feeling like maybe and and I've done my life's not as bad as it was before or I've learned from my mistakes and those type of things. But the Bible actually tells us these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. And so this everlasting life with God forever and to to my life coming from his life because I'm interacting with him and, and I'm in on good terms with almighty God, we can have an absolute assurance that that is true, that I am a child of God. So that's what we're going to dive into today, looking at how we can have this relationship and, and the foundation for this is the Bible, mm-hmm. what God gives us. Right, right. And for the audience here, if you're listening, there's a question I want you to think about during this whole conversation that we're going to have is, are you 100% sure that all your sins are forgiven and that you're going to heaven? Hmm. And Lord willing, as we go through this, that that question will be answered by the end. Um, Hmm. So may we show you from the Bible how to have a relationship with God? Hmm. Well, we're going to dive in. Pastor, where do we start in this decision? Well, if you're going to have a relationship with someone, then you've got to know something about them. You know, if, if I'm going to have a relationship about with, with my girlfriend, which became my wife, you know, I had, to, I had to know some things about her. I had to get to know her. And so ultimately, what you have to know is who God is. And God has written his word to tell us who he is. And one of the most fundamental things that are true about God is that God is holy. See, God is this word holy means that he is set apart from everything else. He created every everything, mm-hmm. and he's uncreated. He, he is completely unique, and that's why we call him God. There's, there's only one God, the one true God who made all things, and his son, Jesus Christ. And so this holiness has the idea of, of not only his power and his divinity, but also his purity and his perfection of his character, so that... God, the Bible tells us in Habakkuk 1.13 that God is of pure eyes than to behold evil. And so that from this, we understand that God cannot tolerate sin. He taught that in the Old Testament about the tabernacle, that no one could enter in without a blood sacrifice because of our sinfulness. So we, the, our access to God has been cut off because of what we call sin. And the uh, and this is the <laughs> a very uh, troubling aspect. That's why people run from God rather than running to him. Just like after Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, they hid from him. They didn't want to have a relationship because we know that we are guilty. So ultimately, the, it comes down to is how can we define what sin is? Hmm. What, what, what do you think in terms of your understanding? Because if we're going to say sin, God can't look at sin, 
what what is um, you know what does the Bible tell us sin is? How does it define it? Well, the Bible defines sin as anything that you know God is against. Hmm. Um, you know, so for instance, you know, you you ask the questions for have you ever sinned, or you know, you, you're gonna you're, everybody can answer that with yes, yes. right. Um, but here's here's the here's the difference, right? If you have you ever told a lie, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, you have told a lie. Well, and the, and God uses the Ten Commandments as our as our guide mm-hmm. for that, and He says, "Thou shalt not lie." Mm-hmm. Well, I just broke that rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever stolen something, even small? Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't mean to. Maybe you you took it, and then you you may have brought it back. Well, you you taking it without permission still is stealing, and so there you go. You broke. Thou shalt not steal. Um, maybe you've, uh, you know, you, you've looked upon a, a person, an individual with lustful eyes and desires in your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, scripture says that if you've looked upon them, you may not have committed that act physically, but in your heart, you've committed adultery. Mm-hmm. And so thou shalt not, uh, have adultery, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then you have, you know, <laughs> here in America, we love our sports mm-hmm. and we love our food. And that can become an idol. And an idol is defined in scripture as anything that takes the place of God Mm -hmm. in our lives and Mm -hmm. in our hearts. And so what that then does is that breaks, uh, thou shalt not have any uh, other gods before me. Mm -hmm. And so you, you break that down. Yeah. We've all sinned. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how good of a person you have been. You've broken one of those in your lifetime. The only person that hasn't is Jesus Christ because mm-hmm. uh, he is perfect and he's he's almighty mm-hmm. God. Well, it sounds like you're defining sin the way the Bible defines it because it tells us in 1 John chapter 3 that sin is the transgression of the law. Mm-hmm. That when we have, and transgression is an interesting word. It doesn't mean we accidentally overstepped. It's the idea of trespassing. We knowingly cross the boundaries that God gives us. And we know this with children. All you have to do is tell them not to do something. And they will touch it. <laughs> they will cross the boundaries. And uh, so this is the, the nature of man is that every single one of us has violated the laws of God, broken them. And uh, it really only takes one, one sin. Because the Bible says if you've, com- if you've sinned in one point, James 2.10 says, you are guilty of all. And when I think of this, we, the well-known verse of Scripture is Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And ultimately, if we understand what this verse means, it means that every single time I've broken the law of God and I've sinned against him, I haven't just done something that he doesn't like, or though that is true, but I have offended the very nature of his divinity and his power. And if you say, if someone offends me, well, that's not a big deal. But if you offend a judge... (laughs) that becomes a big deal. And if you offend the president of the United States and he's uh, in terms of, well, you know, make some sort of threat or something like this against him and you insurrection, it's a big, it's a serious aspect. And so the greater the person, the greater the offense. And the reality that is before us today, that every single one of us has offended the creator, the, the maker, not just once or twice, but our whole lives lived against him. And so this is a pretty um, 
startling aspect. If you can imagine, <laughs> when you say some people say, well, I, I know someone who's a lot worse than I am. <laughs> well, that's probably true. We can all look to point to someone who's a little bit worse. But let's say we're trying to jump across the Grand Canyon. We have a little contest here. And I jump out there and I give it all I've got. And maybe I make 15 feet. <laughs> and you're a little more athletic than I am. And you take off and boom, you jump out 20 feet. <laughs> but that doesn't change the where we end up. Right. So there's a, it's a very sobering reality of saying, I might be better than someone else, but I do not come close to the standard of mm. God's glory. And so there's a very, very sobering aspect. And some, that's why people kind of shrink away from the holiness of God. Mm. But, right. And, and that brings up another key aspect of this is, you know, God is just. He is a just God. Mm. And when you think of justice, you know, for an example, uh, uh, bear with me. Imagine you're sitting in a courtroom. Mm -hmm. You're watching the procession as, as, as this whole thing is, is displaying before your eyes. The guilty party stands up and they plead uh, guilty for murder. Mm. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, the obvious... <laughs> Obvious judgment right here is that man to go to life in prison or the death penalty because that's what he deserves. That's what's justice. That's just. But let's say that individual, the guilty party, is brother to the judge. Mm -hmm. And the judge says, well, okay, you did wrong. Yes, but I'm going to go ahead and let you go because I love you that mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, if you were sitting there, what would you think if the judge said that? Well, especially if I knew the victim. Right. I would be an outrage you know, that someone could just commit something wicked and just be let scot-free. Mm -hmm. That's not just. Right. And it's, I mean, you'd be like, hold on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whoa, I object. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's not justice. Yeah. Um, but in our own spiritual life is... In Romans 6.23, hmm. it says, For the wages of sin is death. Yes. Hmm. We deserve death because of the sin that, 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 that we have committed against Christ, against God, against His will, against His standard. We have broken every one of those Ten Commandments, whether hmm. we wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. And because of that, because of God's standard in that He set that bar that high, we're not going to reach it. Hmm. And because we can't reach it, because God is just, we deserve the death penalty. Hmm. We deserve to die. Hmm. But the rest of that verse says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hmm. There's a gift hmm. that's given. And we will talk about that gift here in a little bit. But we're, we're focusing on the justice. And we do not deserve... We do not deserve what Christ has done for us on the cross. Yeah. And because of that, God has to judge us. And in Matthew 25, 41, it states, Then shall he say also unto them, On the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Hmm. When God created hell, it was not meant for his creation, his created me 
and you mm. and 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 us as human beings. It was not. It was mm. created for Satan mm. and his fallen angels that came with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was for. But that's what we deserve because we have turned our backs to God mm-hmm. in sin. And we have not accepted him as our savior. Um and so, you know, and then you go back to the courtroom, right? That person, that guilty party deserves, mm-hmm. deserves mm-hmm. that. And so let's, let's do a scenario where, so here he is, he's, he's, he's deserved that, that death penalty. And there was an individual who stood up in the back and said, I'll pay the price. Mm-hmm. Well, the judge has already said he's guilty. It's, it's done, but this is it right here in Revelation 21, 8. It talks about, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars shall have their part in the lake of uh, the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Hmm. So we go to that scenario. Someone stands up in the back and says, I will take that penalty for that individual. Hmm. That's what Christ did on the cross for us. Hmm. Hmm. When God said guilty, you're you're done. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ stood up and said, "I will take His place mm-hmm. on the cross." Mm-hmm. And we're gonna look at that here in a little bit. And it's just, but but He cannot lo- overlook our sin. Mm-hmm. He can't. Mm-hmm. And so, because God can't look at sin, He can't He can't behold mm-hmm. sin, like you said in Habakkuk, He's of pure eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks on us with compassion, but he can't look at us if we're sin, you know, mm-hmm. in sin. But he looks at us with compassion. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, all these things are feel like <laughs> this is the sobering. This is the bad news in right. some sense, because God is holy. He cannot tolerate sin. We're sinners. And therefore, because God is just, he must judge us and he must condemn us to hell. And so we have to, if you look at your own life right now, and you were to say, I agree with God, I am a sinner, and I deserve, I agree with him, I do deserve the the punishment that he has deemed for me. And that is not just to die on this earth, but to spend eternity in a place called the lake of fire, uh, of hell, hell and fire brimstone. So this is a great sobering aspect, but the most beautiful thing that we can actually share is, that God loves us. And as you said there, oh. God God loved, I mean, the most well-known verse in the Bible, John 3, mm-hmm. 16. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so the message of the Bible is that God wants to address this problem we're in, that he sent his own son to address, as you said this, and he provided a way, not just to, to sweep sin under the rug, to pay for sin, to address it so that his just and holy nature was satisfied by the death of Jesus on the cross. But it's really important that we understand who Jesus is. Mm. Uh, some would say he's a, a good man or a good teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if, if Jesus was sent down into the world, as the Bible says, then that means his life didn't begin at birth, like ours does. <laughs> right. He is the pre-existent Son of God. And uh, the, the Word, as John tells us, became flesh. 
And uh, so that we have to understand the full, Jesus is not like sub-God or, or superhuman. He is the divine Son of God come down to take on human flesh. And uh, so it's, it's a mystery and a marvel, and yet he came down for one purpose, and that purpose was to, to die in our place. Do you want to kind of describe a little bit in terms of what that exchange is like? You know, you talked about this illustration of the courtroom aspect, you know, this changing places. How, did, how does this work? <laughs> well, um, changing places, uh, you're looking at what we call, what we would call an exchange. Hmm. And so let's say on our right hand, we got all of our faults, all of our sins, right? We deserve the the death penalty. And so we got, you know, we're looking at it and, and I'm just going to put my name in there. Caleb's record is going to be, um, you know, he's lied, he's stolen, um, He's coveted. He's he he is uh, I uh, he's has idols in his life before he knew Christ. And then you got on Jesus' side on his his record is he's holy, he's just, he's loving. Mm-hmm. And so what you're gonna do is is pretty much you just cross it over, mm-hmm. just like that courtroom. Jesus Christ, you know, he he said that 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 individual Caleb Shaner and deserves that death penalty. Yes, he does. He deserves all of God's wrath. But because I love him so much, I'm going to take that death penalty and I'm going to pay it in full. And so because of that, we are covered by his blood in full payment. Um, you know, First John 1 says, says, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. Amen. All sin. I mean, paid in full. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've ever had somebody pay for your meal before, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know that 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 thought of pay it forward. Mm-hmm. I have had that happen a couple times, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. Yeah. And I've been able to do that a couple times for some people, and it's just. I mean, it brings joy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it brought Christ joy. Whenever He said it is paid in full, I'm paying it mm-hmm. right now. Pay it forward, mm-hmm. and Christ. With that thought, Christ said, it is finished. Hmm. It is paid in full. And because of my sin, and I still sin, you know, Hmm. but because of that, I am covered by the blood and the grace of Christ. And he is my advocate Hmm. to the Father, to the throne. And so um, just looking at that exchange Hmm. there, um, that's just my definition of of the exchange. (laughs) There's no greater there's no greater moment in history. It's the climax of everything is what God did in Jesus Christ on that cross. He laid our sins upon him. The handwriting of ordinances, everything that we had done wrong was written up there nailed to that cross and he washed it clean with our his blood. And uh, so we can have the forgiveness of sins and he God made him to be sin and he died in our place so that we could be made the righteousness of God. And when I get to heaven, it's not, God's not going to be looking at, I've done something better or I've, I've improved my life. No, it's, it's the purity. It's the spotlessness of the white robes of Jesus Christ that have been made clean by the blood. And so this is the, the, this is the whole reason why we're on <laughs> trying to communicate this mm-hmm. aspect. But if, if God is loving, 
He expresses that love, as we mentioned before, the wages of sin is death. What we've earned is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God has a gift. And I always think about several times in the New Testament, it talks about Jesus who loved us. He gave himself for us. And so if God's offering us a, a gift in salvation because he's love, because he's gracious, uh, a gift has to be received. Mm. <laughs> and and so there's a, there is a part that we have to reach out. God's calling upon us. Just because Jesus died doesn't mean I'm forgiven. I've got to put my faith on him. And uh, this is what Ephesians chapter 2 is talking about. For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I'd say that's probably one of the most important uh, things that we understand is that you cannot save yourself. You cannot do better. You cannot start going to church. You cannot be baptized. It's not about some action. It's no work that you do, it's by the very grace of God. And if it wasn't, if God, the Bible tells us in Romans that if it's of works, then it's no more of grace. Mm. It's earned. And that's something I could boast in. But when we get to heaven, we're not going to be looking around and saying, oh, here's what I did to get to here. What'd you do? Right. Did you uh, uh, <laughs> crawl up to some temple on your knees and bleeding and some pilgrimage? And oh, yes, that, now you're a super saint. No, everyone comes the same way by receiving Jesus Christ by faith. Mm -hmm. How would you like to describe what what does it mean to believe on Jesus Christ? He says that you know you re receive by faith, or whosoever believeth on Jesus has everlasting life. What's that faith like? Uh, th that faith is, I think, of a child depending upon his parent hmm. uh, type faith. That child, uh, my son, <laughs> he jumps off the couch into my arms hmm. with yes. trust mm -hmm. knowing that he's going to jump and it's going to hurt if I miss, but he's like, I know my dad's going to catch me. And so he puts that trust in there hmm. and he jumps. Right. And he's like, I know my dad's going to catch me and he believes. Hmm. Um, but I also think about an example of uh, um, a man named uh, Blondine mm -hmm. and his, yes. his, his wheelbarrow. He used to do magnificent uh, incredible feats, uh, daring, you know, sort of say, uh, over the Niagara Falls, he'd string a tightrope across there and he'd walk across and he did all sorts of different neat little tricks that pleased the crowd. And then he got the wheelbarrow one time and he looked into the crowd and he said, okay, who thinks I can take this wheelbarrow over and back? Hmm. Of course, everybody's been seeing, watching him go across it all day long. And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. He goes, okay. All right, well, I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to one-up it. I'm going to put a man in the wheelbarrow. Who believes I can put a man in this wheelbarrow and walk him to the other end and back? Mm. Of course, the crowd's like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. They're all they're all ready to go, ready to see what's going to happen. And there was one, you know, there's, there's one man that said in the story that he raised his hand. He was enthusiastic, and Blondine looked at him and said, all right, man, you get in the wheelbarrow with me, you know, or you get in the wheelbarrow, and I'll walk you across. And of course, that man took off in the opposite direction as fast as he could. Mm. Wow. <laughs> when you think about that, you're like, man, you know, he gets excited. He wants to be a part of it. And then whenever he's asked to get in there and believe that, mm. he ran away. Yeah. And so belief is putting your full trust mm. in God. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in, in order to put that belief, you have to repent. Mm. Except you repent, you shall 
perish. Mm-hmm. And that's what Luke 13, 3 says. Mm-hmm. And so, Pastor, in knowing that, how can our audience know 100% sure, just like the question we asked at the beginning, that they can know and have eternal life in Jesus? Well, the Bible says, and this is the verse of Scripture that brought me to him as well. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is the promise. God has made the statement, if you will believe his words, that they are true and that he is the only Savior for you and that you will put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and acknowledge your own sinfulness and your own worthiness and say, God, I've I've sinned against your holy nature. I deserve judgment in hell, but I believe because you love me. I believe you love me. There's nothing about me you should love me, but I believe that it's true because the Bible tells me that Jesus died in my place and just ask him. Simply ask him to say, God, please forgive me for my sins. Please give me the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And you make that simple prayer to God. And God will hear you. God will answer. And you will have assurance. And you will have joy. Because God's Spirit will come inside of you. And he will change you. If you make that prayer is there any way that someone, if they pray that very at the end of this podcast and they call out to the Lord, that they might be able to contact us? Or is that something? Yes, you can uh, contact us through our email at, uh, it is all lowercase, it's the word devoted.podcast.listener at gmail.com. Hmm. And um, if you email us there, you will be able to contact us with any questions that you might have. Or um, maybe you're just going to share the the thought of um, just having that joy in Christ.